We are Queerly Canadian. I'm Jen. And I'm Rebecca. And this is our podcast where we talk about love, spirituality, family, social justice, health on every level, and sexuality, obviously, through a queer and Canadian lens. Heads up, we may use explicit language and cover adult topics. And now to the episode! We're back! Jack, welcome to Queerly Canadian Podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Rebecca. And today we have a very special guest. It's me! (laughs) It's true. We're going to do our coming out stories. Oh god, oh god, kill me now! (laughs) We did choose this though. We did choose this, and why would we choose this? Well, tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only is it embarrassing and vulnerable feeling, but uh, I think it's good to share these stories and bring light to them that um, other people can either relate or not relate or squirm in discomfort with us. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's better not to keep these things secret, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's some power in taking back our stories. And then there's that aspect of like providing us this like communal place where we can all relate. And there might be parts of my story, parts of Rebecca's story that some might help somebody out there or at least might make you feel not so alone. Our stories are so different. So we're going to do two separate episodes. Um, and today our, our special guest is Rebecca. I guess I'm starting this thing off. <laughs> so a little intro about our guest today. She's five-time world champion of what? Of your heart. Of my heart. <laughs> Why is it five though? Uh, I don't know. Okay. maybe one for every month so we could do like a 23 month 23 time world champion it's just getting too complicated yeah sorry (laughs) um okay anyway so we have rebecca here and she is a taurus sun aries moon virgo rising wonderful beautiful green hearted soul I say that because that's the color I see her aura as and it and it beams out from her center she is earthy love incarnate and is a phenomenal mother partner co-parent she has a degree in criminology and some experience in the army She has lots of varying experience job-wise that one day we'll get to talk about. Um, And is an actress and performer and writer deep at heart. Um, And so welcome to Rebecca. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) to myself. (laughs) Thanks for showing up today. Thanks for the intro. That was lovely. I didn't know I was green, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wish I had a fun kind of interesting coming out story, but it's long winded and many years in the making. I will not 
bore you with all the uh, every detail <laughs> but but that's that's the point like i think people imagine um especially people who either haven't come out or people who don't have to come out in any way they imagine it's like some phenomenal event and maybe for some people it is some people may have big coming out parties <laughs> and that would have been cool as, yeah you know or at least like um i think if i was when i was coming out now i would just gather people together or mm. or write an email <laughs> <laughs> but just like send it out in mass in in a mass uh, announcement and oh, just get it yes. done with you know get her done with but but that's but really looking back i did things one step at a time and sometimes went one step back or five steps back. Yeah. And and I think that's for a lot of the people in the queer community, that is our experience. And it's a process of coming out over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's annoying. Like sometimes I just want to wear a sign that says, don't ask me about my husband. I'm gay. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't assume that I have children that I'm straight. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because sometimes it does get a little monotonous. Definitely. We need those license plates uh, Isla made last year in bike camp that just say gay. (laughs) (laughs) She made a license plate for her bike that just said gay. Yeah. Or I'm going to get a real fat chain that just says gay in like diamonds and platinum gold. There you go. (laughs) all right so rebecca tell us when did this all begin yeah so um for me i kind of realized that i was having uh feelings for other girls when i hit puberty like all my hormones were coming into action and um so i was noticing anything on tv that was even slightly lesbian suggested (laughs) So at first it was just like, okay, I have these good feelings. And at the same time was having these feelings like, this is, this is bad. Feel- these are bad feelings. This something wrong with me. I, I feel really awkward and like I have a big dirty secret, you know, that's what mm-hmm. it felt like because I didn't really understand what was going on. Did you have any exposure to anyone, anything gay? Like Zero. So there was just no context. No, I had Xena the warrior princess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just clutching at straws, really. (laughs) So I just kept this kind of a secret in my own head, was just kind of playing with the idea and very uncomfortable with it. But I, I did sort of, like, people that were really close to me, my really close friends, I kind of told them first, like... And it wasn't like, hey, I'm gay. It's like, I'd be like, oh, she's hot or whatever. Because we'd always watch movies and whatever. And I would just like talk about girls that I was interested in. And they didn't really bat an eye. Like they just knew that that was me and that was what I was into and stuff. But like the first time I really tried to come out was to my mom. And it was it was way too early. But I was struggling with these feelings. And I came out to her like, mom, I think I'm bi. I I have these feelings for girls, um, but I I like guys too. And really, I did think that. I didn't know if I actually liked guys or not. I just knew that I didn't think about them the way I thought about girls. 
is it is it okay for me to ask what what age was this at? This was like thirteen or fourteen. So how where did you get the word by? Like how did you know these things? Well, I'm just curious. I don't actually know. I just mm. knew that it was safer to like mm. both. Mm-hmm. But for my mom on her on the receiving end, that made no sense. Mm-hmm. She was just that was confusing to her. And her response was, why can't you just pick one? <laughs> and I was like, never mind. And we just had like this horrible silence in the house for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of acted like it never happened. And I just kind of was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. That's and- really brave, though. I just want to acknowledge, like even calling out, like saying things like she's hot or something that it just yeah. sounds, feels very brave to me in a world of the early 90s where I, I really like it's it's not commonplace yeah I, I just feel like um yeah I wasn't gonna hide at least that part of myself like my attraction parts to to my friends and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't know it it I, I felt safe enough to do that I just want to say I think this is like I'm getting light bulbs about like what it is about you that I really admire because you have that inner spark that makes you say what you want, feel and mean, like despite, despite the environment around you a lot of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I admire that in you. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to figure it out, and I couldn't really figure it out on my own. So, so mm. it was just coming out here and there. It's almost like a, like looking for like a bounce back, like a feedback for somebody else yeah. to confirm or tell you that it's okay. Or it really was. I was just looking for something that that was kind of like helping me understand what it was I was feeling, or or, or feeling some security or safety mm-hmm. to to do so. But it wasn't really there. It was just kind of icky. Mm. And I was like sort of, people knew that I was kind of bi in school, sort of. Mm -hmm. I told my first crush, I told her and then she told me the same thing back. So I was like, oh, this is perfect because, you know, whatever things were were happening between us. But um, she wasn't really exactly feeling things the same way I was. And that's where things went badly. And she was with a guy at the same time. And I was like devastated from that. So it was like, it was bad. Mm, Um, Heartbreak from the very beginning. Yeah. And there was like the super like hottest girl in the school for some reason was interested in me too. And that just freaked me out. So she was ready to move ahead with certain things. And then I would just like, like wimp out on things Um, Because I wasn't, yeah, I just wasn't ready. So I wouldn't say I really actually came out till I got into the military. Mm. And for me, going to the military was like my big adventure, my big escape. I was like, I'm not safe here to be completely myself. Mm -hmm. No one understands me. Everyone's going off their own separate ways. Mm. They're getting married. They're having babies. And I just want to go somewhere completely different with people I don't know. Mm -hmm. So... That was a big part of me joining the military and also like seeing G.I. Jane, the movie, (laughs) because she was so cool and I wanted to be like her and she was so tough 
and mm. that was my big influence. But it's true that like <laughs> we like you're like grasping at ways to be more yourself, right? And like so I think that's very relatable. You see images of what it could be like and and what you want to embody and you go and seek it out, right? You try to seek out that experience only to discover probably that it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah. In real life. <laughs> right. Like there was definitely like I just wanted to be tough and myself and mm not have anyone bother me about it. And I sort of felt like if I went to the military and I had, for some reason, I thought this was a great way to make a living and have benefits and the white picket fence. And like, I wanted a family. So I would have, I would be able to have a wife and kids and I would be the tough soldier girl. And uh, things didn't exactly work that way. <laughs> I, I'd love to dig deeper into like, why do you think the toughness had to be associated with success for you? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't really know. Yeah. I think I was really, yeah, just not okay with being vulnerable. Mm. So if I looked tough on the outside, then yeah. But anyways, I yeah. did go to the military. I did shave my head with two other girls and we had to ask for special permission to have that done. It wasn't like every girl gets lined up and gets her head shaved, okay? <laughs> Not like the movie. It wasn't like that. <laughs> but it was so cool. We just felt so cool. And we were like, yeah, like we don't have time to do our hair. Let's just get rid of it, you know? Yeah. I just came out to people there. I was just like, yeah, I'm gay and... It was easier for me to come out to strangers mm -hmm. and there was there was no relationships or anything like that. It just wound up being that I thought this was going to be something that it wasn't. And I was not meant for to be a soldier. Like it wasn't my thing in life. There was no creativity or <laughs> artistic things. It was very much the opposite. You do what you're told and that's that. It sounds at least... A very important part of your story and empowering in that you did it yeah and you did the shaved head and you tried that on yeah and like just the fact that I was able to survive boot camp I don't know because I was not even very athletic person but um I did train for it and I was um I could pump out a lot of push-ups mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's interesting that like because I know for me too, I think a, a huge part of like how to embody being a lesbian would encompass some form of toughness or masculinity. Mm. And so like, yeah, you go and try that on to to see if that helps you become more of a lesbian, I guess, or like, you know, or like at least feel it yeah, deeper exactly. inside or at least on the outside. I can imagine how powerful it would be to to do it and also to find out that it's not the path to becoming yourself. <laughs> right, and that was and that was very much a part of me too was actually having that masculine side that I that I've always had, but growing up always felt like I had to be pretty and wear makeup and, you know, have this long red hair that everyone liked and that kind of stuff, so so in in a way, it was me coming out as more masculine too mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So that was that was important for me, and yeah, it was a big step. And uh, 
overall just learning that I could kind of do I could kind of do anything that I put my mind to and I surprised myself mm-hmm. with it so yeah you come back from the army yeah when I came back then uh then I was ready I was ready to say to my mom no I'm not bisexual it's not a phase it's not something I was playing with I'm gay I feel like I kind of kind of did it over dinner just the two of us or whatever and she's like okay I I see that I get that and I feel like that's when she Mm. when she really realized she was okay with it like my mom is pretty cool pretty hip Mm kind of lady even from where she came from and everything uh were you still nervous uh to have that conversation no I think I blurted it out Mm. like it wasn't like a big thing it just was she was insinuating something about a guy or something and I was like no mom because I'm gay Mm. and I just kind of blurted it out and just like kind of slammed her in the face with it mm-hmm. and um and then she was just like yep mm, okay so like would you say that that was yeah which part was coming out for you how many people did you need to tell for you to feel like you were out um I told my sister uh on a white river rafting trip yeah um she was in the bathroom and I told her to the bathroom door (laughs) and I said it's just something I want to tell you and I whatever and she was just kind of quiet and she was like I always knew they were kind of different she's like yeah I'm not surprised Mm -hmm. and I was like okay cool was that the same time around like after the army uh I don't remember like I'm not good with the Mm -hmm. the timeline Mm -hmm. it was it was separate but Mm -hmm. I don't know when and so that really felt like that was my main my mom and my sister yeah um my brother is part of the mix but unfortunately he heard it through the grapevine because we don't see each other very much never really have Mm. but um would I do it differently probably not Mm. one thing though that I wanted to bring up is that when like before the the army and sometime when I was my dad was kind of trying to have a relationship with me he was trying to get me uh, to join his religion, sort of. Hmm. And he was having me uh, read certain pamphlets. And there was something in there about how homosexuality is wrong and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that kind of pushed me even further back. Mm. So that was that was like a bad, bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, especially coming from a parental figure... And, and it being that clear and obvious, it would be a huge deterrent to any progress in that coming out timeline. Yeah, and it just gave me this feeling like, okay, all of religion hates me. My dad will hate me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fine. Well, I'll just be this angry person. Mm-hmm. And screw the system and screw everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, after my sister kind of knew, then it was just kind of like, okay. But then I retreated back again because I couldn't really find my place in um, like working in the real world. I was mm. like, okay, I'm back now. I know I need to not be in the military, but now what do I do? Right. I can't really go after my dream or I didn't feel like I could. So I'm just going to try and find random work and things. And then somehow I got kind of twisted in my mind that 
that I wasn't going to be able to make a living for myself. I wasn't going to be able to move out of my mom's house Mm -hmm. or afford it. So I should be a housewife, which was like, like what I thought I would be as a, as a really young child. Mm -hmm. So I, I wound up having a relationship with a guy and even getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and um, miscarrying the baby, which was wound up being a, a, a blessing because it wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. and I was just trying to be straight so hard and mm. it was um that was my big lesson where it was like okay you can't you can't pretend anymore you're gonna hurt you're really hurting yourself I was like suicidal and as soon as I ended that relationship and I started saying okay I'm really gonna have to just accept myself or I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up killing myself yeah you know, or, or hurting somebody else. But yeah, that those, those lessons from a patriarchal society are, are, are loud um, when our defenses are down, I think, you know, like when confidence goes down, then that uphill battle feels that much harder. Yeah. Like it's, it's so interesting that it's tied into your value in jobs too. And like, you, you know, it's all tied in together. It's all one big tangled mess. So after I did that and I was just at my lowest point and I was, I wrote a letter to my best friend and I was like, I was like, it's easier for me to write than to speak, but I'm, I'm gay and I'm having a hard time. And she just accepted me completely. And that was great. And it was around that time that I met, met a woman and she became my first big relationship and that was finally the time where I felt like okay I have somebody I'm with somebody and that feels really safe Mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to tell people I'm with a woman and Mm -hmm. and um, we started to have a family and everything and that was a really happy time for me yeah yeah it just felt right so so yeah since then I've been pretty gay (laughs) (laughs) Since then, I've been pretty gay. Um, I've had a few. Sometimes when I'm at a very low point, I will think, still think that I, um, I belong with a man or something, or I try it on, and it's never right, and it's just something in there that's that's not self-accepting or something. Yeah, yeah. But but I know who I am now for sure. Yeah, there's so many really juicy parts, Sarah, about like. It is easier to be out when you have a relationship because it's like the proof, right? Yeah. And it's the inner proof too because then you're like, no, I know how I feel like in this relationship so I can't doubt myself anymore. Like I can't doubt the peace and calm that I feel inside, you know? Right. And just having someone on your side like that is just, Mm -hmm. it makes all the difference. And then, and yeah, and and how how the self-doubt monster comes out in more ways than one like when it when it starts to creep in about your value then you start to doubt your own sexuality at the same time yeah yeah sexual identity is it's been a big big piece of my life yeah well thank you so much that was heavy i thanks for sharing i i think it's i think it brings out some really important things though it's like this process of coming out is a long one and it and it doesn't cease at this 
to this day, like in your life, like still every new job, there's a point where you may or may not have to come out again. Yeah. And every new person you meet and, you know, even though it was at 13, these, the first, the first steps were being taken we still have to keep on doing it over and over again. And you still don't know how it's going to be taken. Although I don't know, like what, what's your experience with, is that part of the puzzle right now when you're coming out to someone, are you still worried about acceptance? Um, for me, it's, um, it depends. Like if it's someone I'm just in passing and maybe they're an old, um, I, okay, well, that's just me stereotyping someone. If I if I see them in my mind as someone who's like very old school in their ways and or very religious or very something and I'm they're not going to be a part of my life, then I, I don't even correct them if they say something. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I will correct a person. Like mm-hmm. if it's if it's like a coworker or something like that, I'll be like, no, 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 it's my it's my girlfriend, not my. Mm-hmm. not my boyfriend mm-hmm. or something like that yeah you know and and then I don't care like what they think yeah because it's more it just feels a lot better for me to be honest and to correct them because I want it to be known yeah who I am I know that's what I I love about you is that 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 spark to be yourself is is so is so bright and that doesn't mean that everybody has that same experience like you don't have to come out you know no. but but it depends on our own values and, right and, I, and know, I know it's not safe for some people and it's not yeah people are not comfortable with it or or even accept it themselves yet and I I really stress that you take you do it when it's right for you yeah or if it's right for you and you know everyone's different for me it's it's a must yeah yeah and and I love that and it makes me feel better too and my story will come but as as a late to lesbian as as one would call it it feels better because I when I struggle and I ask Rebecca I'm like oh my god like I still haven't told so and so like I'm still using the ambiguous term partner to a person in my life because I'm still not sure and she'll like just confirm that like even being this more f- further along in the process, she still does that too. And like, it's okay. Like it's okay for whichever stage you're at and whichever situation it's contextual. Like hmm. we can only go as far as our own bodies and minds and souls will allow us to go at any point in time. Um, but also it's when that, that, need to be yourself overrides the fear as well like that's when it feels required so yeah well I hope I haven't uh put everyone to sleep no not at all (laughs) no it's so it's so important babe yeah (laughs) it's it's heavy stuff to relive this shit because like it's still going to have an imprint on us uh And that's why I think these stories are so important for the queer community. Like it's a different experience and nobody can really understand how much that follows you around. And, and then we have more like compassion and, and it's, it's, 
the ability to recognize that every single person out there, the intersectionality of it, everybody who has felt different or has had to overcome um, prejudice in some way, like that kind of stuff doesn't just, you can't just let that go. It lives within you. Yeah. And it comes out still every time you're at a low point. Um, so these these things really matter and sharing your story and being vulnerable really matters. And thank you for, for all your honesty today. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's our episode for today. We thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to share a coming out story or a not coming out story, we'd love to hear about it as well. We would. Yeah. Mine is coming. I can't promise it's going to be next episode, but uh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so bye-bye for now. We're going to go and enjoy some sun outside and uh, shake off the doldrums of, of past trauma. All the feels. All the feels. <laughs> All right, everyone, take care and thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and follow. It really helps. Find us on Instagram at QueerlyCDN. We drop some pics. See you next time, homo sapiens. <laughs> <laughs>